Shalom, this is Rabbi Ben Newman. Today is day 654 of my daily Zohar reading. I'll be reading today part 2 of the Zohar, page 112b in Aramaic and in English. I'm just going to jump right in. I'm starting where I left off yesterday, uh, three words before the end of page 112a, where it says, V'tishma'ena hagva'ot kolecha. And let the hills hear your voice. Vatishmaena gvaot kolecha man givot. Ilen inun imaot dargin de ikrun betulot achareareute. Uvigin kach vatishmaena gvaot kolecha. Tahaze de it la ahadra sava, bemilin kadmain de hachi havuav de Israel, ad de isht tatafu bedargin tatain, yarech deka amaran, sagya ad kifulon Israel, behahu yarech. Mordechai hava ach melahu rasha de haman hahu yalech dilei ve'alda hava ragiz milin de itchazelei ve'ilu argizlei behadei chamu chavraya maktiv vatikach rivka et pigdei esav bna hagadol hachamudot vagomer Ve'ile nevushin dilei gazal ve'apik mikola mi bechirta dilei umi bechiruta uvegin kach ila deka Ashkachur tichin dilei L'rabanan ihu dechufia dilhon L'amane d'rabanan tadir U'l'yarchin dilhon I'l'ein train milin de sitra achra havo Ve'alda begin de gazlulon minein Le'itlei ila ela l'rabanan Ovegin kachane mane de rabanan de kabalu me chufia de ha de dahu ihu vehane barchi de shalhei minayu vadai umil dilhon ihu umil dilhon natle ila umimad de hava minayu Bahan Rabanan Ihun Klala de Ahu Yoshev Ohalim Vealda Vlet Ila Vlet Mila Veladina Vechol Milata Vlatrei Shavtiani Vereko Et Kol Ha Ashukim Asherna Su tachat hashamesh vehine dim ot ha ashukim vein lahem menachem umiyad osh kehem koach vein lahem menachem 
הקרא על מזנבי ואיתמר, אבל שבתי אני, מי שבתי מעון אתר שב, איני מל ותר דאמר מלדה, טל כמלכד מין, ואמר מילה אחראיות, אבל שבתי Thank you. 
אדוני רמה ידך בר יחזון יחזיון יחזו וישובו ישובו קנאת עם אף איש צרי תאכלם על תמן עד קריב להוא אתר ושבי איזקא קמאי וקריב ותמן הווה ידע כל מדוואי מאינון חוכמתן נוכרעין דוואי למינדה And let the hills hear your voice, Micah 6-1. Who are the hills? Matriarchal maidservants, rungs called maidens behind her, her companions, Psalm 45-15. So let the hills hear your voice. Come and see. Return, old man, to earlier matters. Israel acted like this until they collaborated with lower rungs. The thigh that we have mentioned, Israel strengthened them greatly with that thigh. Mordechai showed the evil Haman that thigh of his and over this he became enraged something feelingly his and with it he enraged him I'm reading now from footnote 312 drawing down astral powers thereby collaborating with lower demonic rungs by doing so and by committing other sins such as that of the straying wife whose thigh sags Israel empowered the demonic forces the virtuous Mordecai was descended from Jacob while according to tradition the wicked Haman was descended from Esau a legend relates that once in a desperate situation Mordecai supplied Haman's troops with provisions in exchange for Haman selling himself to Mordechai as his slave. Their pact was written on the legging on Mordechai's knee. Later, when Haman was appointed as royal minister, Mordechai stretched out his leg toward Haman, reminding him of their agreement, thereby enraging Haman. Here, Haman represents Samael, and Mordechai, by revealing his leg, enrages his demonic foe by demonstrating that the thigh was fittingly Samael's because he had won it by wrestling with Jacob, has now restored to Jacob's descendant, Mordechai. Back to the text. See, companions, what is written. Rebekah took the precious garments of Esau, her elder son, which were with her in the house, and clothed Jacob, her younger son. Genesis 27:15. With these clothes of his, he stole, ousting him from everything, from his blessings and from the birthright. Consequently, the pretext found by his chariots is employed against the scholars, for they constantly rub scholars' garments in their thighs. These two items belong to the other side, and so, because they were stolen from him, he has a pretext only against scholars. Thereby, therefore, this wearing away of scholars' garments results from their rubbing, and this weariness of the knees surely derives from them. It comes from what is theirs, and from theirs they draw a pretext. What was theirs they demand from scholars, who are totality of the dweller in tents. So there is no pretext or event without justice, and everything returns to its place. I returned and saw all the torments that were committed under the sun. Look, the tears of the tormented with no one to comfort them on the side of their tormentor's power with no one to comfort them. 
Ecclesiastes 1, this verse I have intimated, and it has been mentioned, but I returned. What is this? From where did Solomon return? If we say that after he spoke this word, he returned once again and spoke another word, fine. However, I returned and saw... It has been taught as follows. Every day Solomon would rise early and turn his face toward the east and see what he saw. Then he turned toward the north and stood facing there, lowering his eyes and raising his head. Behold, a pillar of fire and a pillar of smoke would come, and pillar, uh, and upon the pillar of cloud appeared a great mighty eagle, its great wing over the pillar of fire and its left wing over Sorry, its right wing over the pillar of fire and its left wing over the pillar of cloud. That eagle had two leaves in his mouth, in its mouth, the pillar of fire, the pillar of cloud, and that eagle upon them came and bowed before King Solomon. The eagle approached, bent before him, and gave him those two leaves. King Solomon took them and smelled them, and thereby perceived a sign. He said, This one is from falling. And that one, from eyes uncovered, as he held the two leaves, he realized through both of them that falling and eyes uncovered intended to reveal something. Footnote 315. King Solomon literally returned from his fantastic daily adventure. Each morning he would turn toward the rising sun and see certain signs in the sky. Then he turned toward the north which symbolizes harsh judgment, source of the demonic powers. An eagle appeared and gave Solomon two leaves, which the king realized were from the two fallen angels, Uzzah and Azael, known respectively as falling and eyes uncovered. According to rabbinic legend, the angels Uzzah and Azael opposed the creation of Adam and Eve, fell from heaven, and were attracted by the daughters of men. Genesis 6-2, they were punished by being bound in chains of iron in the mountains of darkness, from where they still managed to wreak havoc, teaching sorcery to humans. Their names here, falling and eyes uncovered, derive from a description of the prophet Balaam in Numbers 24-4, oracle of one who hears God's sayings, who beholds a vision of Shaddai falling with eyes uncovered. According to the Zohar, Balaam consulted these two fallen angels. Back to the text. What did he do? He sealed his throne with a signet ring engraved with the holy name, and he took a ring engraved with the holy name, climbed to the roof, and rode on that eagle. The eagle took off, ascending to the highest clouds, and everywhere light dimmed. The wise among them would know and say, Look, Solomon is passing by, and they did not know where he was going. The fools would say, It's a cloud that's moving and spreading darkness. The eagle mounted with him, flying four hundred parasangs until the mountains of darkness, sight of Tarmod, in the desert mountains, and there it descended. He raised his head and saw the mountains of darkness, and he would know that he should enter there. He rode on the eagle as before, flying into the mountains to the location of an olive tree. He cried out mightily, Yudei Vavhe, your hand is lifted up, they will not see. Let them see your zeal for your people and be ashamed. Let the fire for your adversaries consume them. Isaiah twenty six eleven. He entered there until he approached that place, and he laid the ring in front of them and drew close. There he learned all that he wished of that alien wisdom that he wanted to know. Once they had told him all that he wished, he rode on that eagle and returned to its place. Footnote three seventeen. Transporting him to the abode of Uzzah and Azael, with the verse from Isaiah, Solomon implores God to subdue the demonic forces. See Kohelet Rabbah 2.25. 
in the name of Rabbi Shmuel, son of Rabbi Yitz, Rav Yitzchak, Solomon had a large eagle upon which he rode and traveled to Tadmor in the desert and returned in one day, as is written, he, namely Solomon, built, i.e. fortified Tadmor in the desert. Tadmor was an important oasis in the Syrian desert known as Palmyra in classical sources. Here, the name appears as Tarmod, as in some rabbinic sources, the rabbis viewed the city with animosity. According to rabbinic tradition, the Palerines participated in the destruction of the first and second temples. According to Arab legend, Tadmor was built by jinns, spirits, demons, under the command of Solomon. <coughs> Footnote 318. Actually, uh, I think I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, that's it for today's reading. Um, catch you tomorrow. Take care.